Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, September 16th, we look at Lesson 12, The Call to Stand. Together, let's look at Ephesians chapter 6 and what it means to actually stand firm in Christ. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at the Adventist Learning Community. Together, we love learning and have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into the study. All right, Michael, here we are, the call to stand, and our memory text is coming from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 and 11, ESV. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in strength of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And that's what it's all about this week is a call to stand. And I love our beginning lesson here, Michael, Sunday's lesson that's talking about battle speech. We're fighting a spiritual war. So, Michael, tell us about that battle speech. Absolutely. So, you know, this, you know, first of all, a little bit of of context, when we're thinking of battle speeches, the the speech that comes to mind, I, I'm sure you, there are a lot of different examples, but the one that just pops in there is General MacArthur, probably because we used to live in the Philippines, and right there in the middle of Manila is this island, Corregidor, for, heavily fortified, and as the Japanese were bombarding the Philippines during World War II, they realized that they were outnumbered, outgunned, everything. In fact, General mm-hmm. MacArthur wouldn't have left if it hadn't been for a direct presidential order. And so he escaped at the last moment. And as he's there on the beach, he promises that, you know, I. And it's just that there's moments, there's these moments, key moments that of encouragement and hope in the midst of against the, all the odds and the challenges. And so it's a it's a moment of, of encouragement. And this is what we're dealing with. And today's lesson is this battle speech. And we're going to look at a, a whole bunch of different uh, aspects of this battle speech. But what it reminds us is that God has given us an opportunity, a spiritual opportunity to be able to uh, put on the whole armor of God, as it says in verse 11. And so that's what we're going to be unpacking uh, through this week. And next is finding that kind of encouragement how do we prepare it if you know you can go out into the you know if you go out if you're a police officer you want to have that kevlar on you want to just pop out and it reminds me one time i was a police chaplain when i was out with one of my church members a police officer and we were looking for a person of interest it was a peeping tom and suddenly he sees him jumps out of the car and starts running off and i I jump out too in my exuberance and excitement. And then as soon as I popped out of the car, I realized, wait a minute, he's chasing this, this person. He could have a gun and I don't have any, I don't have a vest. I just have this nice chaplain's and it wouldn't do anything against a bullet. So I I, I think this is a good note to say, Hey, don't be presumptuous with your spiritual armor. That is physical armor. (laughs) And so when we have those moments, when we are, we realize we need to be having the proper equipment, the proper protection. And uh, we do that through uh, the power of God. And he's given us a whole bunch of different things that can help us on that battlefield of life. But the most important thing to prepare for in terms of uh, that battlefield experience is drawing strength from Christ. 
Yes, so Monday's lesson covers just that, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. And so we're, we're going to talk about this here in just a, a moment as far as standing, but we're finding that strength to keep going. We find it not in ourselves. We find it not in what the world offers, but we find it in that relationship with Christ. And I love this question it brings out, talking about Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. It says, how do you see the reality of the great controversy, which involves literal supernatural powers as central to, uh, central to Paul's point? And we're going to talk about that more, not only this week, but also next week of looking at this great controversy. I'm not going to harp on that, Michael, but one thing I, I do want to do is look at Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 20, and kind of give a, a brief overview or a highlight. Uh, maybe some of you are on the way to Sabbath school and you're you're listening to this to to get ready and or maybe someone called you last night and said, "Hey, can you teach this morning?" Well, we're going to we're going to help get you through there. And as I'm looking at Ephesians 6, 10 through 10 through 20, it goes on and starts like this. Yes, finally, brethren, it says, "Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might." But then it goes on and talks about put on the whole, whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. It talks about us not wrestling with darkness and principalities, or not wrestling with flesh and blood, but against darkness and principalities, against the rulers of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So this is a spiritual battle. And then, it, and next week, we're going to be covering more about putting on that armor and what does that look like. But I, I want to finish off with this, praying always with prayer and supplication in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us the ability to, to wear this armor. And talking about praying, uh, and, and Paul is saying something very important here, Michael, that when we find strength, it's not only giving us strength, but we're praying for strength for others. So in other words, when I find strength in Christ, it's as if my brother Michael finds strength in Christ. And when he finds strength in Christ, it's as if I find it, because when he prays for me and I pray for him, we strengthen one another, but we all find strength together and alone in our relationships with Jesus Christ. So do not give up in this war. Do not give up in this battle. There are no bench warmers in the side of Christ, because if you're a bench warmer, that means you're on the enemy side. So we are all called to be proactive and active in the pursuit of our relationship with finding strength in Christ in order to help our brothers that are out on the battlefield. And so, Michael, we talked about a little, little bit about great controversy. Let's continue on with Tuesday's lesson, the great controversy in Paul's letters. Absolutely. And by the way, I was just thinking what you said, you know, that the great thing is we're on the winning team too, you know, knowing that we have Christ as our, our general to use that battlefield imagery. But this comes to this central point of the great controversy, which I think there's probably nothing that's more Adventisty, if there's, if that's a word, than this <laughs> idea of, of great controversy, this cosmic conflict. Co coin, 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 that, Satan. coin that, Michael. Adventist. Here we go. <laughs> you put that in the my Ellen my Adventist pocket dictionary or something. Yes. Right? Yeah. And and so and by the way, the great controversy theme is not unique to Seventh Day Adventists. We can go back and look to John Milton with Paradise Lost, and so this idea that you know it's a biblical idea, and and certainly we see this in Pastor Paul's writings, uh, a number of different places throughout the various epistles. Colossians two fifteen, the lesson points out. Uh, refers to the rulers and authorities, Philippians 2, uh, you know, being exalted over the powers, right? The 
grand day of victory, which implies that there's a struggle if there's a victory. So all of these things and more are a reminder that we are in this and, and we should be thinking about this on a daily level in that, you know, what's going on around us, there are spiritual forces that are at work. We don't always take that into account, but if we could just have our eyes opened, you know, that we, if we could see those spiritual forces, the forces of good versus evil, good angels versus evil angels, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, all of that, we could just have that discernment and realize that there are these greater challenges, greater struggles going on. And, and to have that heavenly eye self through discernment, through the Holy Spirit, to be able to sense that maybe something that's going on is, is more than just, uh, you know, this, whatever the situation happens to be that, that maybe there's a, there's a spiritual struggle that might be taking place. And so if we have that sensitivity and, and awareness that we can be allowed in and give ourselves the ability to pray and ask God for wisdom so that we can be agents of light, that we can be agents using that battlefield equipment, so to speak, for a purpose. And that's to share Jesus, the gospel. And we'll talk about the ways that we do that in, in many different ways. But again, this great controversy, this cosmic conflict, central to what Paul is talking about here in yes. Ephesians chapter six. And with that, when we realize what's going on, you know, Jesus, it's, it's about Christ, but we're also in the midst of this battle that we have a call to stand. Yes. And so Wednesday's lesson, standing on the ancient battlefield in the midst of this great controversy, as you just shared, Michael, there's a lot of people that are knocked down and they're, they're unbeknownst to them. They're in the midst, midst of a war. And I love this because if this word, this verb to stand is this word istami in the New Testament. And mm -hmm. it's used 156 times total in the New Testament. And it's only found three times in the book of Ephesians. And all three times are actually found here in this passage, Ephesians chapter six. And uh, what, I, what I love about that is it starts with, matter of fact, verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. And this word to stand is actually this word to be established, to abide in. So we're not standing on our own because we're established in Christ. We're able to stand against the walls of the devil. That's why it says that we find strength in the might of the Lord. When we find that strength, that, that gives us ability to stand. And it goes on and it mentions twice in verse uh, 13, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand uh, in the evil day and having done all to stand. And it's interesting there in verse 13 that withstand is anti-istemi. So mm. we're not standing with the enemy. We're standing with God. And if we're standing with God, that means we are anti, we're against the enemy. And verse 14, stand therefore, gird at your waist. And, and so once again, this is all about being girded in Jesus Christ. This is all about being established. And he is the one who is, if you will, Michael, propping us up in order for us to stand. So sometimes we think it's our righteousness, our goodness, and like, well, look, well, that's where we get the terminology. We don't have a, we don't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> We stand on the laurels. We stand on the might of Jesus Christ. And it is a call to stand, but it's also a call to surrender in order for us to be able to stand. So then we can withstand.
And mm -hmm. I, I don't want to harp on that too much longer, except for just uh, asking our, our audience a uh, question to ask here. How does uh, this help us to encapsulate what it means to stand in the Lord? And this is actually Hebrews verses 12, verse 4, uh, chapter 12, verse 4, talking about, once again, standing. Uh, you have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. And so mm. we are looking at standing against in order to stand. Uh, if, if we don't know what to stand for, then we'll fall for everything. And that's not what we want to do. And uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Share said, unless a man is willing to die for something, he is unfit to live. And so are you really willing to give everything to the cause of Christ? Well, that's when you're ready to stand. Uh, if not, mm. then you're willing to fall for everything. Which leads us to Michael, our, our, our coming home here, Thursday's lesson, wrestling against evil powers. So verse 12 talks about our struggle. And so this idea of something that is going on, which comes from the word pale in the Greek, uh, referring to wrestlers and in preparation for battle, wrestling is, was, was considered a, a way to do that. And, you know, all of us go through struggles. If we're honest, uh, we may not be aware what those struggles are, but it doesn't make them any less real, uh, both for ourselves and then recognizing the struggle that's very real in those of others around us and, and the challenges people face. And we start opening our eyes to this, becoming sensitive and listening and being in tune. You, you, you pick up, sort of pick up on these things. And how do you respond to that struggle is, is really part of the question. Ephesians chapter one, verse 21, chapter three, verse 10, Ephesians six, verse 12, there's parallels in all of these passages that start with this beautiful chart in the lesson talks about the rulers, right? And then the yeah. authorities. So there's this description for here. And then it talks about power, cosmic powers and dominion versus spiritual forces, right? So that's the reality of what's going on, that it's not, not just random, that, that there is described for us, as we talked already about great controversy, that we know who the enemy is, these, these evil powers. And so then how do we confront them? And there's a number of different descriptions or references to that, every name being named, right? So it's recognizing these spiritual forces that are in these heavenly places, but yet at the end of all of this, they are subject to Christ. And so God, while he allows evil to exist, it's part of this unfolding drama or conflict that reveals the true nature of evil. And finally, we know that there will be an end to it. God will put an end to it. And so that's a really important part of, of what we see going on here. By the way, if you've ever been in a place where you realize you're where you're not supposed to be, you're in trouble. I described earlier my story of being along in this ride along. Right. I forgot to tell the end of the story. <laughs> now I'm in the middle of a street downtown, the inner city, and people see the police car, they start coming out and they start saying, you know, hey, what are you doing here? And, uh, you know, what's going on? I'm like, oh. Do you know what's going on? And kind of going back and forth, very colorful language, a lot of swearing going on. You know, you can just imagine, and there I am, and I'm locked out of this police car. So this was my struggle at this particular moment. Oh. <laughs> you know what I did, Buster? What was that? I said, I'm just uh, here. I'm just a pastor here to come here to pray with you. And I remember this one lady, she just said a, a, a really colorful swear word. And, and then all of a sudden she said, hallelujah, I believe in God. 
<laughs> there we go. Then, then I said, you know, I, I just came to take prayer requests. And so suddenly I had a little prayer meeting going on in the middle of the night. So it's amazing. We can find ourselves in the middle of whatever that struggle is, and we can turn just for spiritual help, our spiritual armor. And I will, I will just confess this, that I prayed until my police officer friend came back. I just kept on praying. And, and and God bless. So we, we had a prayer meeting in the middle of the street, hey. in the middle of the yeah. night, and had a had a memorable time. So we'll, we'll talk uh, about it next week. Prayer works. Prayer <laughs> works. We're coming. It's coming. So, anyways, we have this this lovely description for us about wrestling. The the wrestling is real. It's battlefield preparation. God has a purpose uh, for us. And remember what this is all about. Yeah. You, you know, Michael, that reminds me, and I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I was thinking about that that shield of faith. We're talking about standing, and then we're talking about wrestling. Yeah. We don't have to wrestle alone. This is why he gave us the church body, and we're called to, to, to help one another, to stand with one another. And so as we're wrestling, Michael, whatever you're going through, I'm, sometimes we do that before we record. I ask you, mm -hmm. how's it going? And you share with me some of your concerns and prayer requests, and I share yeah. with you things are my and then we pray, we pray for each other. That's exactly. what, that's what the body of Christ is about. My shield of faith is large enough to not only protect me from the fiery darts, but it's also mm. large enough for you to stand behind. And then when my yeah. faith is, is shattered, right? You, mm -hmm. you can take your shield and I can stand behind yours. And then both of our faith, when it's strong together, makes a larger wall. More and powerful. That, exactly. That's what it's for. And that's what we're here for, to mm -hmm. wrestle together, not against one another. But side by side as soldiers, we're soldiers, not gladiators. I like that. And, you know, one of the things that still is sticking out in my mind from our initial conversation with John McVeigh as the principal contributor is how easily it is as Westerners to be so focused on being individualistic. You know, I'm going to be the superhero, super van, the, yes. you know, the, the whatever, you know, and, and what scripture is saying is instead, you know, he's not looking for superheroes, you know, one, you know, like super spiritual person that can conquer everything. He's just looking for willing people and that together that, that strength comes is what I'm hearing you say. And that, that sense of, of being in this together and, and community is a beautiful part of the body of Christ. I love that, Michael. And I think that's gonna, that's gonna carry us through the rest of this week. Absolutely. Well, I think we've covered this. And so thanks for joining us for another week of Sabbath School Rescue podcast. And I'm your host, Michael Campbell with Buster Swoops. Until next week, this is Soup and Swoops signing out. As we wrap up, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Adventist Learning Community, a ministry of the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventists. You can join us each week by subscribing on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Also, make sure you share with as many people as possible. And be sure to give us feedback by rating our podcast and go to our website, SabbathSchoolRescue.org, for each weekly episode.